Okay, Holy Spirit. Okay, okay let's pray and commit this time to the Lord. Father, we just thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy on every one of your children, Lord. It's so wonderful, Lord, to hear your people testify of your goodness, your grace, and love for them. And Lord, uh, right now, as we come into your word, Holy Spirit, we acknowledge you as the greatest teacher and the revealer of truth. I ask that you think through my mind and speak through my mouth and let your words go forth, not in my own human understanding, but in demonstration of your spirit and power. If your word doesn't go back to you, void, but accomplish that which you purpose in the lives of your children here. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> okay, today the Lord has something wonderful for us. Why did Jesus place his crown on your head? Okay. <clears throat> Have you ever wondered why? Why is this crown? Have you um, crown links to kingdom, right? To king or queen, right? And uh, have any one of you been in a palace before? Where the king is or where the queen stay? Anyone? No? Yeah, in my... Is it, is it, uh, Stephanie, you talk about visitation as a tourist? Sorry, come again? Mentioning about... Are you, are you talking about as a tourist to a palace? Uh, no, inside. Have you yeah. been in? Yeah. You're a tourist? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah uh, in Paris. In Paris, the... Oh, just so you saw the palace and you went in, uh, but not to have an audience with the... No king, king of in a sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you saw the whole. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, that's good. At least, yeah, yeah. So, um, I had the privilege once in the when I was in my twenties, I think, uh, to enter the palace in Malaysia, uh, with the audience with the queen. Yeah, because of work. Yeah. So, and I saw the whole protocol, everything, and the whole majestic of the of the whole palace thing, yeah, because most of the time we are outside. Yeah. So to this morning I was reminded during uh, our worship time, all right, especially in the last song about the king, our Lord Jesus as king. And it's very amazing, right? That most of the time we call him king or we sing about him as king, but the revelation of Jesus as the king of kings and the Lord of lords will change your life dramatically, right? Because at the end of the whole journey on this earth, when we go to heaven, okay, uh, which should be quite soon, right? Um, is meeting our king. Right, the whole, the whole realm, what, what Jesus came is, I came to, to show you the kingdom realm, the kingdom of heaven. That means it's about a king, all right? God, creator of the universe, but at the, at the bottom of it is that he is king, king of kings, and we, are, we have been made kings, okay? Now, it's a bit hard to... Uh, imagine that because in the natural, none of us came from royalty, 
<laughs> royal blood. Okay, so but if you have some contact with royalty, you feel it's very different. Okay, they 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 they, they think differently. They move differently. All right, uh, they behave differently. And why? Because of their identity. What separates them in the natural uh, a, a royal family and a commoner, <laughs> that's what they were called, right? Is their uh, your identity, right? You will think if in the physical, we always think as a commoner. But for the royalty, the kings and those who are born under uh, you know, the, the king's royalty, they think differently, <laughs> they behave differently, they act differently. Why? Because they know their identity. And crown, crowns are something that uh, belong or are put on the heads of royalty, right? Kings, queens, princes, and princesses, okay? And why is crown such a uh, big thing, all right, in the Bible, okay? Especially in the last, the rewards. Have you all noticed that, you know, we have in heaven, when we go there, all of us who are serving God or who are born again, there are different, different crowns there uh, to be rewarded or awarded with crowns, crown of righteousness, crowns of glory. You know, you don't think of going to heaven uh, and then you, uh, apart from crowns, okay? And do you know that crowns, are not placed on angels. Crowns are on kings and royalty only. Here on this earth, we always think that angels are very powerful. <laughs> God, if I can see an angel, wow, you know. And then even John, Apostle John, bowed down to an angel, right? They don't wear crowns in heaven. Only the redeemed of the Lord will wear the crowns. Only the redeemed of the Lord, those who have been saved, men that God created to bear his image will wear crowns, not angels. Right? They have a different identity. So it's it's very, very uh, important and powerful when we know our identity that God has separated us. No more as commoner, all right, but as kings and royalty. Not just in the head, but of course we know this realm, this kingdom realm, where we have a king and we are made kings belongs to us and it's what Jesus came to talk to tell us about of course not in the natural but in the spiritual but everything that you have and you understand knowledge is very important okay when you know the truth in the spirit it transforms your life in the physical but if we only have knowledge of the physical and a head knowledge of the spiritual, we, it, we, we cannot move in that identity that God has made us. So 
let's look to, to this morning at crowns. Why Jesus placed that crown on your head? Okay, not only when we go to heaven, but now, right now in the spiritual. So in the physical, you cannot see, all right, the physical crown. But in the spiritual, everyone has a crown on our spirit man. Okay, and this is what uh, your identity in Christ, the day you got born again, you were not born a commoner. <laughs> so don't think like a commoner. It's very, very different. Okay, all right. So uh, maybe just one question before we go into this. What do you think a crown signify for you? We have been hearing beautiful ashes and we've been hearing a lot about royalty and crowns. Uh, the first, first person, of course, will answer the question will be our Bible scholar, right? <laughs> hey, Brother Robert Lowe. Yeah, joint heads with Christ. Christ is a, is a king and they are joint heads, so we are also royalty. That's why they wear a crown. So when you see a crown, you see what? See that we are joint heads with Jesus Christ. That means we are also uh, Jesus Christ. Discuss what Jesus Christ gave us is His uh, righteousness. We are also receiving the righteousness of God in Christ. And through Jesus Christ, we are joint heads. And also joint heads. That means we are also sons of God. Also. Ah. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Okay. Good. Joint. Joint heads. That means you have something to inherit. <laughs> okay. And also being the righteousness of God. Anything else? That you see crown as royalty. Uh, royalty. Okay, can you uh, put it in a way that's more tangible? To reign and rule. To reign and rule. Reign and rule. Authority. Ooh. Authority. Okay. Power. Power. Okay, yeah, good. Anyone else wants to add in? And no? uh, one more thing, you have the yeah. immunity, immunity. Immunity, <laughs> okay, okay. Immune, immunity from what? Because as a king, no one can touch you. Ah, okay. So we have uh, spiritual immunity, yeah? Good. No one thinks a crown is beautiful. <laughs> that, that, that's the, no need to say, it's always beautiful, the best. Ah, okay, the best. So that's, our life is very beautiful, right? The best. The help, uh, we should be, if you have something that's so beautiful and so best, can you smile every day? <laughs> if you are a princess today, really in the physical, living in the palace, of course, don't talk about the you know the normal uh, human problems without Jesus, right? Don't you think you will be super happy the moment you wake up, you have servants take care of you, uh, food served, and then you command all the uh, servants in the palace. Okay, so what I'm trying to say is good. But the more we know who you are, 
it has to change your life. Okay? It must change your life. Yeah. Because if it doesn't, then it's just still hate knowledge. Okay? So what we are here, learning God's word and hearing his word is that we are the reflector of our spiritual identity on this earth. We reflect Christ. Okay? We reflect our identity position as wearing that crown. Okay, let's see from the Bible, okay, what a crown signifies. Esther 2 verse 17. Esther is here. Okay, one verse on Esther. The king loved Esther more than all the other women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins. So he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. Okay. So the first thing, all right? So, you know, I'm not going to tell the whole story about Esther, but it was love. Yeah, it started with love, all right? When the king saw Esther, <clears throat> she loved her, all right? More than more. So one of the things, first thing is you need to know that Jesus and God the Father loves you more, more than anything else, right? We love Jesus so much that Jesus came so that you too and me can be his God's child just as Jesus is. So that unconditional love, right, is something that uh, we need to be aware of every moment. Of our, it's not a feeling, right? It's not a feeling that today I feel love, tomorrow I, I don't feel love, okay? Not, not from our five senses. It's a knowing, okay? So you have ch ch children, right? Uh, uh, Robert's uh, son will, may not feel all the time that the father loves him. <laughs> Yeah, because, right? But he knows, right? He knows. There's a knowledge there, okay? Through communication, all right? And through the life that experiences, okay? Because no matter what, the father, Robert Lowe, will always go back and care for the son in, in the physical, in experience, all right? The baby, Nicholas, grew up experiencing the father's love but of course not all the time he can feel that love right when the father scold him he don't feel love right <laughs> when the father correct you know but the bible says what every father correct and discipline is because he loves the child right this this just brings me to uh, an example in my life uh, early days of ministry in my 20s and uh I used to uh, accept one, one uh, sickness, not actually sickness, but then I, that, that, that was what I thought, all right? Uh, hay fever. Have you all heard of hay fever before? That means it's a morning, they call it morning uh, cold. <laughs> so every morning wake up, when breathe in the air, I will automatically sneeze. So because it's not very serious, you know, it goes off by 12 o'clock. 
I never really like, you know, bothered, accepted it as part of life, okay, part of me, uh, because it will go off at 12. Until one day when, uh, you know, we, we are pastors, so we will uh, on and off regularly have uh, ministers come in and stay with us. So there was this uh, missionary lady or minister of God, uh, quite an elderly lady, <laughs> and then she was staying in our guest room. And uh, we have a, I was in this uh, unit with, and uh, I was sneezing that morning uh, as usual in my room. She was outside my room at the dining, and then she heard me sneezing. Okay, so after I come out, I never expected her to say this. Then she told me, Stephanie, why is it that I heard you sneeze so many times? And not even one time you rebuke that, that germ or that virus or that sneeze. And frankly, why I can still remember it is like about 40 years ago, right? 30 years ago stop, uh, incident. Because I was offended at that time, you know? I was thinking, why she has to correct me? <laughs> I just sneeze only. Yeah? Sneeze is normal. I, you know, it's all my life from small. Every morning I would sneeze, you know, because of the air, right? And I thought it was nothing. And I was, I can remember I was offended. But I remember that that incident really caused me to, because she corrected me, it, it stayed inside me. Yes. The other part of it, isn't what she's saying is truth, right? That this cannot be of God. Why do I accept it? Why didn't I rebuke it? Even though it is, may seem small, because I want everything from God. I don't want half of what God gives us. I want everything. And he has given us health, divine health. And from that day, I believe, you know, it, uh, God showed me that he gave us, when you said just now, someone said, right, the best means the best. And it's up to us whether we want to take it or we just go for 50-50. <laughs> Half best enough, really. Lah. Don't need to be completely so healthy, right? Yes, this is not a big problem. But I realized, you know, that um, God wants more. That's where I went further into uh, word of faith, especially in the area of health and healing. And I appreciate very much this lady who corrected me. <laughs> Outrightly, she corrected me. But I'm very grateful. I think she would have gone to be with the Lord by now. You know, but she made a mark, uh, you know, a, a difference in my life because that morning she corrected me. And that's because of God's love. You know, when God corrects us, it stays there and he loves you. Okay, now this just came in. Okay, but the love of God, so many areas, you know, how God showed us that he loved us so that he wants the best. And she obtained what? From the love of the king. Okay, it starts with the king, all right? Jesus is a king. Okay, God is our king. Yes, he's our savior, everything. But there's one thing very important. We must see him as king. She obtained grace and favor in his sight. Grace and favor are two words that we are 
keep on hearing and hearing all the time, right? Especially those of you who listen to Joseph Prince, right? You have heard this like many, many years of your life. Okay, the most important, this part is in his sight. Okay, so grace and favor is in God's sight. Jesus grew in favor with God and man. And many times we look at uh, how we, uh, you know, appear to people. Sometimes forgetting actually how most important is in God's sight, how God see you and not how man see you. Okay, that's not being rebellious, but there's other, you know, uh, other areas about, you know, submission to men and, uh, and all that. But talking about the very uh, problem with main human being is that they're so sense rule, very conscious of self, very conscious of how I look in front of uh, the boss, in front of uh, you know someone, uh, a leader or you know authority or something or even pastor. You know, so we're so conscious in their sight that we forget the one that. Um, is even more important is in his sight, not as in, you know, doing wrong and then God going to punish us, but how does he see you? The, 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 the big problem of sin is what? The not good enough, right? <laughs> so we are, con the, as a result of sin, the consciousness of self-performance comes in and surrounds us like like a, a cage, all right? Like something, you know, um, you, you are a slave to. Everyone, first thing you're conscious of is yourself. <laughs> okay, how I look in front of others. But here, you're going to see it does not matter how you look in front of others. Look as not in physical, right? In every area of life, but more how God sees us, how your king sees us, your King Jesus. So she, Esther, which means star, we have uh, Esther with us this morning, you're a star in the eyes of God. Yeah, you have obtained grace in his sight and favor, and you put that crown, which is a royal crown. There are many types of crown, right? Today, you can go to the shop and buy a any crown and wear, right? For ladies or little girls. Okay, they love it. So, re recognize and know this. The crown in the spiritual that God, Jesus put on your head is a for royalty. Okay? It's for royalty. So, if you are not royalty, not born again, you don't wear that crown. Just even the angels don't get to wear. Okay? And it's on the head and made her queen, all right? So again, it's about position, it's about identity. Queen is next to the king. And the best part is instead of Vashti, all right? Vashti was the former queen, all right? And uh, she was the word, Vashti means beautiful, okay? Beautiful in the sight of man. That is what she was, but she was without God, all right? And she was hidden. Esther was a Jew, belonged to God. And Esther, God's child or God's 
people, all right, the Jews, was given that favor and given that crown. So it's not based on your five senses, your, your physical beauty or how intellectually you are in this world. That's why there's hope for everyone, right? Because you don't have to be someone big and famous and successful, all right, to, to be uh, receive that grace and favor. <laughs> don't look for uh, favor from men. Look for this favor from God and know why is it given to you, okay? Otherwise, our pursuit in life, you'll miss out everything that God has for us. The word grace, again and again, right? We need to hear his word. Chen, oh, it's not Chen, it's pronounced that way, it's Cain. <laughs> Although, because I always pronounce Chen, because C-H-E-N is the name of Cheng Lan. <laughs> so every time I see this word, it's in a Hebrew, okay, this one. In the Greek, it's the, uh, different uh, carries, right? So in Hebrew, it's Cain or Cheng Lan, okay? It means charm. Uh, elegance, acceptance, graciousness, favor, kindness, all right, uh, beauty, <clears throat> pleasant, precious. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, grace, you have charm. Where does it come from? All right, that's where. Tomorrow, we talk, you know, we talk more about the hidden man of the heart, the spirit, soul, and body, right? It's all inside your spirit man, or the hidden man of the heart, or the inward man. That charm, the elegance, the acceptance. The world talks about it, you know? Beauty is not just uh, from the outside, it's from inside, right? Have you seen a, a, a very beautiful girl or lady, you know, physically, and then after that, we went and talked to the girl. That, oh, this is my dream girl, all right, for the guys. Only a few guys here, right? Uh, but Robert didn't, Robert chose properly, right? <laughs> he saw his saw through the outside. Although, uh, you know, Joan is also beautiful outside because the beauty comes from inside, right? So you can, that's why the hidden man of the heart, right? Uh, Peter says, don't just adorn yourself with all those things that to try to make yourself beautiful outside. What is real beauty comes from inside. What is the world talking about? Even the world also have this statement, right? Because they don't really under, understand it without Jesus, but they, they know that it's something coming from inside, which is your spirit man, the hidden man. If, you can, if that hidden man found, or rather Jesus found, has been born again, uh, just like um, what... Uh, Evelyn Go shared just now, right? The daughter received Jesus, yeah? Uh, last Wednesday, isn't that beautiful? Okay, but what happened now? Children seldom uh, make up things. Can you see the reality of Jesus? That the moment she uh, received Jesus, all right? And know who Jesus is and received him as her Lord and Savior, it was she was different. The first two um, weeks in the in the youth ministry, she totally had no idea what's happening. All right, but God's grace, she still sat there. Yeah, and uh, 
very important was that she received the Lord. And I thank God that, you know, Ching Lan put that time to uh, get, share with her the gospel. So sometimes it's very important, you know, not just put especially children into the meeting or even unbelievers, okay, um, into Sunday service. It's fine. But because Sunday service is geared towards teaching for believers. So the preacher cannot concentrate just on the gospel. All right? And uh, they won't understand. Don't try to explain the Bible to an unbeliever or to a non-Christian. They need to get safest. Okay, so one-to-one -one is still very effective. All right? Get the person safe or share the gospel with them one-to-one. -one, right? And then when they come in on Sunday, they are able to understand <clears throat> because the things of the spirit all right, can only be understood by the spirit man that is born again. All right? If not, it is just foolishness. You cannot understand. All right? So that's why uh, God has put in my heart to uh, put one Saturday morning, all right? So instead of every uh, Saturday, it's still the same time, all right? But instead of uh, giving a teaching for believers, it will be specially for non-Christian, all right? Because we will be focused on preaching the gospel. And of course, all right, uh, because it's for non-believers, you all have to go and <laughs> not say I do hope you have the delight and the joy right of bringing non-christian and inviting them especially into this particular uh, service okay so that they can hear the gospel if you don't get to share with them one-to-one -one before all right so it is not just the pastor's job right it's for every one of us remember being a witness in Acts chapter 2 verse 1 is only for pastor Cheng Lan <laughs> is that verse only for Joan? <laughs> no, right? Jesus said, wait, all his disciples, wait, okay? And tarry in uh, Jerusalem, wait in the upper room until you be endued with power from on high. And where did he come from? From a person, third person of the Trinity, all right? Who is called the Holy Spirit, okay? Now, uh, just to bring in so that you all will learn as well. Okay, tongues, tongues is not the main thing, all right, that came on at Pentecost. The main thing that happened, the most wonderful thing that happened at Pentecost is what? Bible scholar. <laughs> 3,000 were saved. <laughs> okay, cute. <laughs> That is, uh, mm, why 3,000 were saved? Because the Bible, when the disciples speak in uh, tongues, they hear it in their own language. And when <laughs> Peter preached to them the gospel of the Lord, then the, the Holy Spirit burned into their heart and they believed. <laughs> okay, okay. okay, all this happened because, right, what were they waiting for? Or who were they waiting for? Holy Spirit. Yes, Holy Spirit. Okay, the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, 
this morning in your room, in my room, in with us in this meeting, in this in his presence, nothing much will happen. Okay. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. The greatest gift after Jesus Christ is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, remember that, okay, is with us today. Technically, Jesus is with at the right hand of the Father. He finished his work on this planet already 2,000 years ago. The work that made it possible for you and me to be born again, our redemption, for you to become a child of God, a prince or princess of God, okay? And then he has to go up. So what is the hope for the people on this earth? After Jesus has gone up, the disciples went back to, you know, they were dis sad, disappointed, all right, that yeah, Jesus has already ascended. Okay, but they went back to their fishing and whatever they were doing. Something happened that changed their lives altogether when they waited for the Holy Spirit. Okay, and the Holy Spirit came upon them. It's the third person of the Trinity of God Almighty that is now living in you and me. There's a difference. If we don't realize who he is, that's why we need to know him. Jesus said another person that they will cause you to inherit your blessings, that will cause you to have victory, okay, victorious in life, all right? Oh, it's the Holy Spirit, okay, that will help you to understand the word of God, understand uh, a sermon that is being preached, okay? It's the person of the Holy Spirit, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, help you to have divine health and give, you know, the, 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 uh, the peace inside you is the Holy Spirit, right? Just now, uh, Janice shared about uh, her uh, uh, COVID uh, report as becoming uh, as a uh, negative, right? It's, of course, it's the grace of God, yeah? But all this is the work of the Holy Spirit, all right? And we have another powerful testimony, actually, from Sister Denise. But she, uh, she had the doctor's appointment today, so she can't join us. She will share uh, tomorrow at uh, um, HMD class, all right? God is amazing, but there's one person that is our guarantee of the heavenly life, or rather the life of Jesus living through you. It's the Holy Spirit, okay? It's not just tongues. From the Holy Spirit came tongues. It's about receiving the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit after being born again. All right? So we cannot teach people to pray, pray in tongues. Okay? It has to come out from after the person has been baptized with the Holy Spirit. It's automatic. All right? But the, some people cannot pray in tongues or rather say they, they call it I don't know how to pray in tongues because they think that speaking in tongues is speaking any other language <laughs> so it goes through the brain all right it doesn't okay so the only thing is uh, the the obstacle of the mind all right that cannot accept something that you speak and don't understand that blocks you okay? so if you can clear that clear the mind and then 
the flow, the spirit will flow, automatically the tongues will come up. The tongues is a language, all right, a prayer language that is given to every believer upon receiving the Holy Spirit. It's got nothing to do with anything else. It just has to do with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or rather with the Holy Spirit. Okay, so I don't know why I went there. Okay, but so grace, all right, is the uh, acceptance, okay? The, the, the charm are all coming out from your spirit man, all right? That's why you say, why is this person so charming, or this lady so attractive, okay? Uh, not from our good home behavior, but from the new person inside, okay? A person who no longer feels rejected. <laughs> okay, so these all are the result of sin. Okay, rejection. That's why righteousness is about without fear, all right? Ability to stand before God without fear, without guilt, without shame, without inferiority. And if you look at it, okay, these terms, fear, inferiority, rejection, everything, all right? It's so part and parcel of a person's life, even after receiving the Lord. <clears throat> Clearly showing that there is no revelation of who you are in Christ or who that person is in Christ if we continue to live in that. Okay, That is what sets the captives free, the being the righteousness. Okay, So this uh, definition of righteousness will help you to understand okay, that it is not just, I become a Christian, <laughs> I go to church, right? I like what, uh, uh, who is that? Um, Evelyn Go was sharing just now. But today, she's getting more and more the revelation of who she is. It's not even praying to God to protect. Yes, God's grace is there as in that, you know, when we don't know yet, okay, our identity fully, he's still there to cover, he's still there to protect. It's like a tikam tikam, that kind of thing, right? But the building of the spirit man, all right, and the revelation of who you really are in your spirit will automatically build a very strong immune system. <laughs> okay. Yeah, rather than Yes, there is always God's grace there, okay? Oh, yeah, I was sharing about just now, right? So, Venice has a very wonderful testimony. You'll hear it tomorrow. Don't miss tomorrow, okay? <clears throat> okay, so, favor is haset, all right? Haset, which is another, is slightly different from grace, all right? It's also goodness, kindness, faithfulness, all right? Grace is, all of them both together, you need, together, all right? Uh, look at the terms and the words, all right? God's faithfulness, God's kindness, beauty. Now, do we have to try to get all this? It is given to you, right? Just as the king gave Esther this, she obtained it, all right? When she received the love from the king, okay? All this was what she got. So what Robert Lowe said about your in your heirs, okay, heirs as righteousness. What did you get in that righteousness? You got it, okay. <laughs> it's given to you, but in your spirit, okay. In that spirit, you have 
the goodness, the, 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 the kindness of God, the faithfulness of God, the beauty and the mercy, right? Which you will see more. So in Psalm 23, a verse that almost every believer is uh, familiar with. Why would I fear the future? For your goodness and your love, cassette, pursue me all the days of my life. Yeah, just reminded earlier, if you uh, just know the verse in uh, Esther, Esther stood before the king, right? And received all this from him. So again, what is the righteousness of God? The ability to stand, stand. It's a right standing and also stand in front of God, in front of the devil, right? <clears throat> With, without this fear. In front of COVID-19 virus, are you able to stand in front of that virus when you are told that you've already, your body got this virus? It's easy when, you know, you don't have it to say, oh, okay, Jesus is my healer, blah, blah, blah. But for Janice, she tested positive. <laughs> the virus already inside her. That's the five senses, okay, at the body. Now, how to stand now? Most people will be living, will be fearful, panicked. Okay, so this is what we hear tomorrow. Stand is very important, all right? In the situation that is around us, in front of sickness, okay? Sin and sickness is together. Don't separate it, all right? It's together. So if you accept sickness, you're accepting that Jesus has not taken sin away from us. Okay, shall I repeat that? If we accept any form of sickness in our life, or in our body, you know, in our body we accept it and say, it's okay, you know, God is teaching me, you know, a lesson. Then you are saying that we accept that we are still sinners, that Jesus had not totally removed sin. Okay, sickness is a result of sin. So if you believe, Right, that Jesus, behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. If you believe that, then you need to believe that Jesus has also taken every form of sickness, virus, pain, disease away from our body. Okay, for goodness, your goodness, not man's type of goodness. Okay, there's a lot of difference between man's goodness and God's goodness. Man's goodness. Or kindness, right? Hasid or favor and grace have got limitation. What is that limitation? I love the lovable. <laughs> Isn't it a limitation? We are kind to those who deserve to that kindness. And but God is very, very different. And that's where it's so difficult to understand God. That's why we always misunderstand him. We thought God doesn't want to heal us, God doesn't want to save us, God doesn't want to bless us, it's, you know, someone else, maybe, but not me. It's all the lie of the devil, right? Because in our former nature of sin, that's how we behave, right? Whereby we love the lovable. Okay, we don't, it's very difficult to love people who hurt you. <laughs> talk about love, right? Don't talk about love, right? Forgive also cannot. 
Oh, that also very tough, right? <laughs> you remember what they said and what they did from 30 years ago, 20 years ago, right? So, and therefore, said, no, this person don't deserve to be, you know, blessed. They deserve punishment. Okay? And this is not the way God deals with us. Okay? His goodness and love is for, it's very different, which you're going to share. It's very, very different. And when we tap into and understand, okay, have a knowledge, a revelation knowledge of his goodness, God's goodness, and God's love, right? Then you will see the manifestation of this goodness and love of cassette, cassette, all right? Grace, pursue you, chase after you. You don't have to chase after the love of God. You don't have to chase after grace or chase after favor or beauty or acceptance, all right? The world of, the way the world uh, goes for it, right? He gives it to you. All we need to know is understand it, receive it, accept it. This is God. This is how he's our king is. And pursue means he chase after you, all right? Love, goodness, follow after you, all right? The goodness follow after Janice. <laughs> okay, so it's not about whether we are faithful, we are good, right? But his goodness, all the days of your life, how many of you want all the days of your life? Not just one day, <laughs> two days, you know, or for a short while. Oh, all the days until we go see Jesus, until rapture, all right? The goodness and love is what's going to follow after you. And for us, we follow after who? <laughs> follow after Christ, after Holy Spirit, after God, after His Word, because His Word is what will transform you through the Holy Spirit bringing light and understanding of His Word. All right? Without the Holy Spirit bringing the understanding and the revelation of the Word, the Word will be just hate knowledge. Hate knowledge doesn't transform anybody. Apostle Paul says what? Hate knowledge makes the head big. But thank God, right? God put the crown on our head. Then afterward, when my life is true, I'll return to the glorious presence to be forever with you. Hear me, O Lord, for thy loving kindness, cassette, is good. Turn unto me according to the multitude of your tender mercies. We want God, all right, according to his Tender mercies, which is multitude, a lot. Not according to man, all right? According to my tender mercies without Christ, yes, limited, okay? Remember the song just now, limited. Because in my own human love, right? That's why agape is different. Agape is God's kind of love. There are three types of love on in this earth, even family love, all right? Brother, sister love, all right? Human love is still limited. Can we say that we love all our family members like nobody's business? <laughs> Sometimes we really hate them, right? <laughs> so, so our human love is limited, okay? But God's love, according to His love, you want God to bless you according to His riches in glory, you want God to bless you, you know, as His favor, according to His riches. This is what we want. All right, so then we need to understand it, right? Because if you don't understand, then your mind becomes a blockage. 
when we understand, all right, for the, the spirit, the mind becomes a blessing, okay, because the mind is renewed. Otherwise, the mind is the uh, enemy of God, all right, in our thoughts, our carnal mind. Okay, we want God's mercies, all right? That's why we go to the king. The king has the right to pardon in the natural, right? The highest authority is the king of any kingdom, okay? So the kingdom of God, who is the highest authority, is God. He has authority to pardon, all right? Also based on Jesus' work on the cross. So what is mercy again? Let's not pick on Robert Lowe, okay? <laughs> ah, okay, Ruth, Ruth. What is mercy? In very few words, or if you, you heard Joseph Prince a lot, then you will be able to say what he always say. Compassion. Huh? Compassion. Sorry? Is it compassion? Sorry, I can't hear. Yeah. Is it compassion? Confession. Compassion. Com what? Compassion. Means uh, means like um giving mercy means like um like if the person deserves some some punishment, but then you you have mercy with the person so the person don't get what they deserve. Ah, okay. Yes. So it is not getting the bad that you deserve. Yeah. Okay. Grace is getting the good that you don't deserve. Short, I mean, this is a very short one. This is actually basically from Joseph Prince. Okay. Grace, not getting, uh, getting the good that you don't deserve. Now, of course, you understand what you mean by don't deserve, right? <laughs> when you are bad, do you deserve good? your parents you misbehave already you still want <laughs> to have everything no I, that's how the uh, our parents train us right that we have to be good even the world world says what karma do good get good do bad get bad okay so the two things that simplified by pastor joseph prince is very simple is grace getting the good that you don't deserve and mercy not getting the bad that you deserve of course, there's much more than that, right? But isn't that easy to understand? Hopefully, you can understand this, all right? True uh, example, right? You need punishment. You did wrong. You stole your mom's money. <laughs> Didn't tell her, okay? And uh, the law is what? In the house, punishment, okay? The law in the world, stealing, fine, or imprisonment, depending on how much, right? Corporate stealing, you go to jail, right? So there is a punishment. And when you are not punished, right? You go and ask the judge or you ask the king for mercy. Okay, I have done wrong. But can you not only just forgive me and then, but release me from the punishment? This is what Jesus did for us. He's the king having the authority and also now the power because he legally gave us this right, right? To be forgiven when we believe in him. To be forgiven as if we have never sinned. 
again and again. If this really, you know, allow the let the Holy Spirit come into our hearts, this is what really grace is about. First, we receive it, have a revelation that you are without Christ, undeserving. And then, with, even if you have not committed those big sins, we deserve to die. We deserve to go to hell. We deserve to be nailed on the cross. Jesus saved us from that. One day when you reach heaven and you look into hell, if you can see, and God is so good, I, I believe him. He don't let us look into hell. But that was where we we're supposed to go. Can you imagine? That was our destination. Burn forever in hell. But God rescued us through sending someone to tell us the gospel, bring you to church, bring you to, uh, you know, sit down in half an hour, one hour, two hours, patiently continue, pursue you and share with you about Jesus. You may even reject it before. When we hear all those wonderful testimonies of these gangsters, you know, who if not for God's, that's why we call God's grace, right? Uh, David Wilkerson, who went to New York and saved Nikki de Cruz, a gangster that is condemned to hell for the many sins that he committed. Do you think why he became an evangelist later on? He knew the mercy of God, right? He knew the grace he didn't deserve. He killed, he murdered, he rape, whatever, all the sins of this world. And yet, God had to send someone who was willing to go there to the gallows, uh, to the, what they call it, the New York City, you know. Thank God for the one who shared the gospel with you or brought you to church or, or you know, why? Because, and then you received the Lord Jesus. That's why all for a thousand tongues to sing the great hymn, the wonders of my king. It is how the more you see the mercy of God, the more you see the grace upon your life, the more you will understand mercy, compassion, the more you will love him. That's why it is impossible to go back to sin when you understand and have a revelation of God's grace and mercy on your life. You don't have to be a criminal, a killer, or rapist, or what, to understand this. Just ask God. Holy Spirit is the one who will help you see how undeserving we were. If you can even, of all the messages, the most beautiful message is the message of the gospel where Jesus came down and saved you and me who don't deserve to be saved. He gave us that place in his kingdom. Compassion. Yes, it's about compassion. It's from the womb. The word mercy is rakam in the Hebrews. It says, uh, the womb, all right, the bowels of great tender love. You know, 
the womb of a woman, all right, that has a uh, that has uh, producing a, a child inside, a, you know, a, what do you call that? The fetus. Uh, it's created by God in the natural to nourish and tender this fetus, all right, from the day the, the, the baby is conceived until nine months, all right, when it comes out. So that was how, you know, when God gave the command or the, the, to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply, God already set you know, his creation in such a way that the, the woman's womb, all right, will, have, will, will take care of this fetus, will nourish it, protect it, okay? Automatically, all the, the woman need to do is, I think that time they also eat, right? <laughs> Just eat, okay? Eat, eat, eat the nutrients, all right? That are already provided by God also. And then inside this womb, you know, you don't have to look at it. You don't have to see, can anyone with a naked eye see your womb? Today we have all the technology so you can go into the hospital and then you can see what's happening inside the womb, right? But it's a natural process, okay? In the, in the uh, woman's uh, uh, organ, all right, called the womb, that will automatically take care of this new, new baby, this new fetus. Uh, will love it, will cherish it, you know, able to supply all the nutrients that the mother received and give it to the, to the baby. It's a place of protection, right, of safety in the womb. That's where this is the compassion. You can, you know, uh, but because of sin, because of sin, right? That's why you can uh, abort the baby. The baby comes out prematurely and all that. It goes against what God has initially prepared. But if not for sin, all right, or after redemption, okay, the womb was created to nourish and give tender mercy. You don't have, you know, score the baby in the fetus, right, Ching Lan? <laughs> And then, you're very naughty, you kick me, you know, I'm going to beat you. You say you beat, but you cannot beat. The womb was created in such a way that all it does is nourish, protect, and have, you know, just, just shower this, this, this new fetus with love. It just is its nature. So God's nature, right, is mercy. God's nature, our Heavenly Father, you know, even some with this behave, especially, you know, yet he still protect you, he still nourish you, he still love you all the time. It's, it's, it's his nature, if you can understand it, right? It's like the womb. That's why it's out of our belly. The spirit man, the, the word of God says, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. This belly is where you have, it's like in the spirit, it's where your spirit man is. Okay, this is the real life that you receive. And in this life comes this guaranteed protection, I would say. If only we can grasp that, we remove all kind of fear. You know, it's guaranteed we are in, in the Father, we are in this womb, we are in His mercy. You know, Jesus talked about mercy and He showed mercy, right, to not only the bad guys, okay, to every one of us. Let's look at one uh, story or incident in the Bible, in the Old Testament, okay, about God's kind of mercy, all right? Not ours, ours got limitation, okay? So, but when you're born again, you receive 
God's kind of compassion and love inside your heart. Be able to do this exactly like Jesus do, okay? And exactly like uh, this story because Joseph's story, Joseph is a type of Jesus. So look at this story in the natural first, all right, so that you can understand in the spiritual how God see you until you more and more become more and more free, all right, and live in that grace and mercy of God. The freedom is no fear. <laughs> when you have less and less fear, you will realize you begin your understanding more and more of God's grace and uh, favor. Joseph couldn't hold himself towards the end, so I won't explain the story. For those who don't know the story, you can go back and read the whole account. All right, but this is the ending part. So Joseph, uh, he, okay, I have to explain it a little bit, right? So he has uh, the, the 12 sons of uh, one of the eldest of the children of uh, uh, Jacob. And the, he was, uh, you know, uh, given dreams and God had a different destiny for him to go to, to, to be in Egypt, right? But in his early days at around 17 years old, right, his brothers okay, uh, treated him very badly. Okay? They, they were jealous of him because he was the father's favorite son. Sounds very familiar, like <laughs> in our everyday life, right? But so in the jealousy, right, they took hold of Joseph and uh, beat him up and uh, stripped him and sold him as a slave, all right, to the uh, Egyptians. And then the story goes, right, how he was a slave in the household of Potiphar. And then later on, uh, he was uh, accused wrongly or falsely and then went into jail all right and then later come out and how God saved him and he became the uh, next to the Pharaoh. Joseph couldn't hold himself in any longer keeping up a front before all his attending attendants so when he was today when he this is the part where he already uh, become the uh, very prime minister of Egypt and then he got his brothers who were suffering from the famine, all right, to come into Egypt to be provided for, but they didn't know about his identity, all right, who he really is. They thought that Joseph, this was just an Egyptian, okay, but it's actually their brother whom they sold and tried to kill. So in the message version, all right, so now after some events, all right, he had all his brothers in front of him and the brothers are the one who, you know, uh, sold him as a slave. Would you like to be sold as a slave? <laughs> Thank God you, we all don't have any brothers or sisters who sold you as a slave, right? So he said, get out, uh, leave everyone, okay? He was about to unveil himself, his identity to the brothers. So there was no one with Joseph where he identified himself to his brothers. But his sobbing was so violent, <laughs> okay, so for a number of years already, that the Egyptians couldn't help but hear him. That means Joseph was crying out very, very loud. The emotion, all right, of uh, now being uh, in front of his brothers and able to reveal to them who he is. The news was soon reported to uh, Pharaoh's uh, courts. Joseph spoke to his brothers. I am Joseph. Is my father really still alive, right, Jacob? So the father didn't come. But his brothers couldn't say a word. They were speechless. They couldn't believe what they were hearing and seeing. 
come, you know, you get a shot or not. <laughs> if you you treated someone badly, all right, and then uh, that person, all right, now treat you good. Come close to me, Joseph said to his brothers. They also thought probably Joseph died already, you know, their brother because of the bad things they did to him. Come closer to me, Joseph said to his brothers. They came closer. I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. It reminds me of, uh, you know, Jesus. When he went to the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they don't, they don't know what they do. <laughs> Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. What a, what a heart. But don't feel badly. You know, he was even concerned about how they feel. Isn't that what God is concerned about how they feel? The guilt and the shame that we actually the ones who crucified Jesus to the cross. If not for you and me and our sin, Jesus don't have to go to the cross. Think about that for a minute. It's your sin and my sin that put Jesus on the cross. It's not the, yeah, it is partly, you know, the Jewish people who nailed him there. But if you and me didn't sin, Jesus don't need to go there. He went it for us. And then after that, what else did Jesus do? <laughs> exactly like what uh, Joseph, all right, a type of Jesus. He said, don't, don't, don't even feel badly. You know, it's feel badly, right? Feel guilty. Feel so bad, you know, because there is a conscience that God created us with, all right? And that is part of our spirit man, right? The, the conscience, the guilty conscience. Okay? The, and you know what Jesus did for us? Is it horrible to live with a guilty conscience? Unless you are self-righteous, you don't have guilty conscience. Okay? But most of us sinners, all right, before, now we are all saints, right? We have this guilty conscience. I shouldn't have done that. The more sin you actually you committed, the better. Okay. <laughs> because the greater the conscience and the appreciation of what Jesus has done for you. Right? Because inside every person is that conscience of right and wrong that got placed. Okay. So we know we have done wrong and we feel bad. And God is so good. He doesn't want us to feel bad. That's why the, the verse comes in there is down, therefore no condemnation. All right, to those who are in Christ Jesus. So we think that we need to feel bad. Yes, of course, there is a part where we need to feel sorry for doing wrong, right? But let it go. After you, you know, Jesus has already forgiven you. Yes, I've done something wrong, even now, let's say, right? Say, Lord, I thank you that you have forgiven me. But you can have a conversation with God. God, I'm sorry doesn't matter. Right? Today, God is a person that you talk to, not a, a, an idol that you worship that will punish you if you do wrong. Right? Where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. That is not purposely going sin, but if you have done wrong, all right, today, know that all your sins have been forgiven and washed away. And he doesn't even remember it. Right? But when we do do wrong, there's still that conscience. God doesn't condemn us, but our heart condemns us. All right? It's in John. So how do we respond to that? Okay? Remember the vertical and the horizontal. Vertically, between you and God, it is already settled. God has, Jesus already forgiven you. Okay? 
as if you never do. That's why it's called past, present, future. But vertically, there is, that means we live with human being on earth, right? So we sin against who? Against brothers and sisters or people, right? That is where we need to set it right. If there is something to be set right, and that's where you are led by the Holy Spirit to tell you how to set it right. Okay, so because he doesn't want that conscience to be smeared, all right, that every day we can live in that clear conscience, not by trying to wipe it under the carpet and say, oh, I didn't do wrong, I didn't do wrong. So 100 times you confess I didn't do wrong, it's not going to clear the conscience. <laughs> okay, just thank God that he has forgiven you and the Holy Spirit, do I need to do anything? Maybe not now, maybe 10 days time, maybe, you know, led by the spirit, what you need to settle with the people around you. And then move on and don't stay there feeling bad about it. Okay, so don't feel badly. Joseph said to the brothers, don't blame yourself for selling me. <laughs> Can you ever say that? <laughs> In the natural, maybe none of us have in that situation, somebody sell you off. <laughs> Maybe Joan can understand a bit more. I can remember her history, right? <laughs> so a little bit closer to this, right, than uh, the rest, right? So, um, not exactly, but something like that, right? So, it's some, your parents sell you off, you know, in China, I think, right? They will sell you. And then you, you, you get, you, you know, you belong, you become a slave. That's what we mean by selling off. That means now you, you're owned by another human being. So it's up to the person. If the person, you get a good owner, they may be kind to you. What if the person is horrible, but, you know, will just treat you anyhow, like because you are worth zero and you belong to him. You are a possession just like his dog belongs to him. His house belongs to him. Uh, everything in the house belongs to him. Then he can do whatever he wants. You also want a part of the furniture there. How do you like as a human being to be treated as an animal? Okay, that is what can actually happen to a slave. Okay, that's why uh, Martin Luther, right, uh, a pastor, right, um, in America, right, through the song John written by John Newton. What song is that? Amazing Grace. <laughs> okay, it's about the one John Newton, the one who traded in a uh, slave human uh, slavery, okay, business, what business are you doing? <laughs> are you proud to say, hey, I, I sell slaves? <laughs> this was what John Newton was doing at that time. Okay, don't enter into this business, okay? So it's a horrible thing to do, right? To see you've been chained, a person, human being who supposed to walk freely on this earth, having chains and then put up on, you know, on the market to be sold, Thank God, this was our destiny, but Jesus took it for us, right? And in the natural, that's why a lot of people have these uh, years of life. Some, someone has mistreated them and they grow up bitter. They grow up not able to forgive <clears throat> certain people. And they haven't, haven't even come to this stage yet right, of uh, selling you as a slave. And yet it was already very hard. Have you seen, you know, or, or is it in your, in, in, in you too, your experience? I very hard to forgive that person. You don't know what he did to me. 
when you talk to people a lot in the ministry, you will hear this. Hey, you don't know what he did to me. Lah. He said, forgive. How? Right? Just like uh, uh, David Wilkerson and uh, Nick, Nicky DeCruz told the pastor, you asked me to forgive my black brothers? <laughs> Take out the shirt. Look at all these things that he did. they did to me. Okay, we may not have a history of that, but this is what, what we call in this term grudges. Right? It's so easy to have that. That is the human nature. So tomorrow I'll talk about divine nature. All right? You have been totally transformed in your spirit. You need to know that. Otherwise, the mind will tell us, you still have that. We don't have it anymore. Through the mercy and the goodness of God. So Joseph turned to the brothers. He sold him and said, don't feel badly. Don't blame yourself. See, he can see beyond the natural. You need uh, Ephesians 3, right? 17. Lord, open the eyes of my understanding. Open the eyes of my understanding. Open my spiritual eyes. Because Joseph saw beyond the physical, the five senses, what was happening uh, to him in the natural when he was 17 years old. All the way. I think another 15 years or so. Don't blame. God was behind it. Can you see God behind your life. God was behind it. God sent me here instead of you to save lives. Your past, all that happened to you today, you got one again. Oh, I'm so glad to hear uh, Evelyn God's daughter received a lot early age. You know, I told Ching Lan. You want to, okay, any one of you never say the soul before or never let someone advise, go for the little children. <laughs> okay. They haven't formed all kinds of opinions of God yet. They haven't, their heart not that hard yet. Still very tender. Okay. Let's practice, speak to them about the love of Jesus and invite them to receive Jesus. It's very easy. That's why children's ministry is very beautiful. You get them when they are young. All right, and if you can build them in the new creation truth, all right, of who their identity is, they'll be very powerfully used by God to save others. Don't have all the past, all, right, all the strongholds in their minds. Oh, God, do you love me? God, you don't love me. Why this happened to me? Why that happened to me? We're always going back, all right, to our past. But here, Jesus, Joseph, saw, all right, he was a godly man, right? As in, he knew God. And he knew God was behind it. Where you are today, all that you have gone through, can you see that God had something to do in your life? He was behind it. For what? <laughs> For you to suffer? No. God sent me ahead to save lives. He knew his purpose in life. Or rather, he knew his Joseph knew the purpose that God had for him. But he didn't go through very smooth, right? If you read the story, how many of you like to end up in jail? Oh, I thought I saw a hand up. <laughs> hey, Paul wrote all his letters from jail, right? If you go in jail for Jesus, okay, all right? But 
not for Jesus, for your own, you know, whatever, then it's a miserable time, right? What he went through was not easy. To be stripped naked and, and then, you know, uh, put a price tag for anyone who wants to buy him. Okay? To have no human right as a slave. We all fight for human rights. Right? It's so easy. Human nature. But thank God, God put a death to human nature to be the process of what we call born again. You don't have to be led by human nature anymore. The old nature. Today we are led by Holy Spirit. Led by the Spirit. Those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. Those who have the revelation of their identity and their spirits, soul and body. How it all functions. And most of all, your purpose in life. At the end of the day, why God saved you as, as in what's your purpose, your destiny, your calling? It's to save lives. Yeah. You know, what is this uh, teaching the believers all about? What is the, why is the church need to grow, need the, the apostles, the fivefold ministry, right? To grow up and then go out, up and then out, right? to the lost souls, because there are many others who have not heard the gospel. They are, they are dying unless you would go to save lives. This is what a life is all important. To guard, can you see a life is important? You say, for it. I want to do your will. What is God's will? <laughs> Save lives. <laughs> yeah? Save lives. Okay? And uh, only when you know your identity, <clears throat> what you, God has given you, because in the process of saving lives, he has equipped you, he has given you all that you need. You don't need to wait 10 years to go Bible school and then learn everything and then only go out. Even a new believer can preach the gospel if you, if you teach them, feed them properly. God sent you ahead to save lives. There was a famine in the land now for two years. The famine will continue for five more years. I like the word five. Maybe, you know, our COVID-19. <laughs> five is the number of grace. It's like already two years. All right, still there. And then in the world becoming worse and worse, right? This was happening in the land of uh, uh, Egypt and uh, with Joseph at that time, there was a land of, there was a time of famine. That means like today, economic crisis, okay? And, but God already prepared for the salvation of the Jews, that time of course, to save them physically from the famine through Joseph. You understand? God does, is not taken by surprise. Oh, suddenly got COVID. Ah. <laughs> Thank God. Got a shock. Oh, what am I going to do? Ah? <laughs> no, God already knows. Okay. In this whole world, this, uh, you know, the uh, God's uh, calendar, right? He already knows. That's why he's God and King, right? He knows what's going to happen. All right. So sometimes you don't really need to pray for the world. 
in that sense. It's just pray for you, for yourself. Holy Spirit, open my eyes so that I go out and uh, preach the gospel. Because the world will go through what has to go through. All right? There is a time, all right, judgment will come upon Satan and all that will not believe on Jesus Christ. Okay? The, Satan is the uh, given authority or the small G, small God of this world, okay, by least whole, because he took that authority from Adam, or rather Adam gave it to him. So until the seven, 6,000 years are over, then second coming of Jesus, right, whereby he will, Satan will be finally uh, uh, chained, all right, and put into a chain for 1,000 years. Okay, that is all God's plan. So there will be, it's, there will be plague, there will be virus. It's, it's already prophesied. We cannot say, oh, stop the virus. God can, but God is a just God and God has to be, follow what he has, what is going to happen. All right. So, but Jesus is the savior. See here, right? If you don't want to be under the virus or under whatever the judgment is going to be all this earth, which is even worse in the tribulation, right? After the rapture, then come under Joseph <laughs> or oh, Jesus. Because God prepared, all right, especially for his people. That's why we need to bring more people to come under Jesus, all right, to know him. So that not only you enjoy the protection, the favor, the grace, right, but your family, your others out there. Okay, who are crying to God, who God loves, but he just needs one of us to go and reach out to them, right? To bring them in, because here, God knew the famine. Is God stopped the famine? They can say, oh God, please stop the famine. No, the famine was going to happen, right? Because of sin. So, but God provided for his people during the time of famine. And Joseph, or rather Jesus today, yeah, was sent ahead okay, to prepare so that the children of God will not suffer under the famine, only the hidden. Right? So for five more years, there will be no plowing or harvesting. But God sent me on ahead to pave the way and make sure there was a remnant in the land to save your lives in an amazing act of deliverance. Wasn't our deliverance amazing? Jesus went to the cross ahead of time so that during the end phase, all right, all the whatever is happening in this world does not have to affect you and me or all of his children. It doesn't need to. Okay, if we understand and go under what covering, not covering of church or covering of man, it's a covering of Jesus Christ on your head. <laughs> that crown that God placed on your head in the spiritual is your covering. All right, your identity as God's royal children, sons and daughters. So you are covered, you are protected. The same way, all right, that God sent Joseph to prepare, provide for the Jews, all right, when there was a famine in the land, the famine no longer affect and 
So you see, it wasn't you who sent me. You see that? Detach yourself, all right, from the world, from what's happening in the physical realm. Detach, detach, and see what God is doing, okay? So you see, it wasn't you who sent me here in my whole life. Whatever, how many number of years you think uh, you have. Uh, today, you're sitting here in the, this uh, beautiful actions. It's part of God's, all right? Like arranged for you for a final purpose that you will be able through God, through the Holy Spirit, through the Word to save lives. Okay, not only save your own life. He will definitely bless you when you know more and more because blessing and blessing, this is God's message again for His people, but not just for us. Be a blessing, you are blessed to be a blessing to save lives. And what greater way of saving life is save the soul first. You didn't send me here by God. You see how real God is? I'm so happy to hear uh, what's her name? Kate. Yeah, she's so young. She already know Jesus and it's real because the moment she receives Jesus, she's a totally different person. She now has desire. She now will be able to understand the things of the spirit. Okay, her whole destination, her whole purpose in life has changed already. She actually would want to share to others about Jesus, even to the Coco. <laughs> you see, this is just what it naturally happens, all right, when someone gets born again to save another life. Put me in charge of this, as you know, he set me in place. Who set you in place? Where you are sitting now, or where, what position you are, what job you are, whatever, which family you are, who put you there? God, okay, as father to Pharaoh, put me in charge of his personal affairs and made me ruler of all Egypt. Did he become big-headed? Wow, now I, you know, rule, rule Egypt. No, instead, he realized that he was there to preserve life. Hurry back to my father, tell him your son Joseph said, I'm master of all Egypt. Give, come as fast as you can and join me here. I'll give you a place to live in Goshen where you'll be close to me. You, your children, your grandchildren, your flocks, your herds, and anything else you can think of. Just as in the days of Joseph, so shall it be for us who are in Christ, in your job. If that job is, is you know, God seems ahead of you. If that job is no good, God will, you know, let it go. If it is good, all right, or the work of your hands, whatever, God, it's the source and the supply, right? You heard last week, yeah? He will take care of you, your children, your grandchildren. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncle Ming got grandchildren already, right? So, uh, sister, oh, is not here. Okay, so whatever is your family, all right, is protected, is provided for, okay? Through who? Here was Joseph. But he had to go through all this uh, persecution. And then Jesus who went to, to go through the cross so that you, your children, your grandchildren, your flocks, your herds, means what? Your business, the work of your hands, right? All this that belong to you, protected. But as long as we don't look to all these things, right? We look to God. And anything else you can think of, you can think of anything. <laughs> God is according to his riches in glory, according to his mercy. See, these people... The, maybe only the good one uh, uh, deserve this. But the brothers, you know, if, if you all are, uh, without Christ, 
or maybe still now, uh, when you reach that position, you will say, ah, now I can do anything, right? I'm so rich. I'm so wealthy. I will show these brothers of mine, you know, see what they did to me. Huh? So what do you call that? An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, right? Jesus said that's under the law. Okay. The law says an eye for an eye. You do this to me, I do that to you. It's not like this. According to God's mercy and kindness, he never give you an eye for an eye. He never give you a two for two. He give you abundance for what you do not deserve. Blessing for what we do not deserve. <laughs> Can you see that? Yeah. So at the end is what? Let this kind of compassion and mercy flow from you to others. And that's what happened to Joseph. He didn't look at the brothers as the guilty ones. In fact, tell them, don't feel bad. Yeah, and that now the blessing has been stored up and joy, even to those who didn't deserve. Normally, we see movies also and say, ah, that fellow needs to be punished, huh? the bad guy. <laughs> so we love the ending where the bad guy got killed. <laughs> because it's our old nature that you know, we are not that merciful. But thank God. He's God and not us, right? So, I'll take care of you. Hey, there, completely. A little bit? No, completely. Okay? So, don't need to worry. If you have this revelation inside you more and more, okay, I know it will increase, okay? It may not be one time everything, right? But Jesus, God is saying to you, like so many scriptures, that's why it's, Scripture is not just, uh, you know, just there, but it's meant to have revelation, all right, where it's God talking to you. If you see God, yes, you are God, you are King, you are all God, and you are telling me this as a father, I'll take care of you. You believe him? If you believe him, yes, I saw uh, Robert Lowe shake it. Yeah, his whole family is blessed because he believed God, that God will take care of him and take care of his wife, beautiful wife, Joel, and his two lovely children. And that, you see, if you believe God will take care of you, then what? That's why you sleep early. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so, because when you have no cares, you fall asleep one, you know? So, because someone is taking care of everything, why two people need to stay awake there? <laughs> okay. So, God is taking care of us. If you believe what he said. It's all, a uh, spiritual realm is all about faith and believing what God said against what, you know, uh, the world said, right? I'll take care of you. Just say, Lord, thank you. You take care of me, means you take care of me. Full stop. <laughs> no argue with him anymore. <laughs> okay. There are still five more years of famine ahead. So no matter how many more years of COVID. Ah. Uh, are you able to sleep? <laughs> I'll make sure all your needs are taken care of and you and everyone connected with you. You won't want or you won't lack a thing. Yeah, that's what we quote, right? Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, I shall not lack. Um, then after that, we worry. Ah, yeah, well, I lose my job. Ah, I, yeah, I don't know. Then, well, then you quote Psalm 23. Okay, so how does it work? The Holy Spirit has to bring that revelation to you. 
okay? And then you, you need to take a step to believe. That's all. Believe. Remember what to do? Our part is just believe. Believe what God say. If God say he already defeated the devil, he's already defeated the devil. He said, I take care of you. Okay, Lord, you take care of me. And then just follow his ways under the umbrella of Jesus. All right, the way of God, how God does things. All right, just follow, just learn, just keep continuing to build yourself in the Lord. I will, all your needs are taken care of. Yeah. I have never experienced any need of mine that has not been taken care of. I'm not a millionaire by world standard. <laughs> but in my entire life, never. Never. Because I got saved very young. And not from a rich family, right? But I always have enough food, enough clothes, whatever I need. Even to come to Kuala Lumpur from Penang to study. I didn't have, uh, my dad had to take care of many children, but didn't have the funds. Not Today is not like a, like a Daphne asked Catherine, the mom. Mom, I need money. Boop. <laughs> then Catherine will go and take out. I need to go to, you know, which place. Boop, the money come out. It's not like that. Okay, those days, all right, mom, uh, dad, mom is just a housewife taking care of so many children. And then dad will tell you, this is all you get. <laughs> this is all I have. All right. So you don't say, you have to find a way. So I started giving tuition at about, Form 3, I think, when I was Form 3, yeah, to earn some uh, pocket money extra. So it was very different from today's. Uh, today, you're, you're very blessed if you have parents like, you know, Robert, Joan, uh, Catherine, all that. You're super blessed already. <laughs> Nothing to complain away. Super, super duper blessed. Okay, tell you correct or not. <laughs> right. Correct or not. A long time, I never hear Robert say correct or not. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. Then when after from 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 from, what, uh, from six, right? I want to come to KL. Where to find the money? Eh? <laughs> but God provided suddenly my dad who don't talk to me one or hardly talk. I come the words. The out of the blue, I still remember that day in the sitting room. He suddenly said, oh, this is my book. And this you can have this something like that. And I remember there was about, I think, 700 ringgit that he gave to me that was sufficient for me to come to KL. And then after that, of course, the story continues, like, huh? how God provided. But <laughs> this is how God step-by-step provide. Not, not, uh, <laughs> not so easy like today. Huh? <laughs> okay? But God was my supplier from the very beginning, the source, in every area of life. I tell you, he's the one who take care of me, and he is the one who take care of you. I'll make sure all your needs are taken care of. Okay, the crown. All right, the kettle. Okay, the one that uh, uh, King put on to Esther, the queen, is from the word keta or keta. Okay, it means a circlet that is a diadem, a crown to surround or encircle. So a crown is round, huh? not the tiara. Tiara is halfway. It's crowned. When you go to heaven, 
is crowned. You got don't put tiara, <laughs> okay, for the princess and all that. Why? Because there's a meaning, a significance. Is to surround or to encircle, to enclose, to compass about. Psalms five twelve. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous and favor with favor. You will compass him as with a shield. Look at that word, eh? With favor, you will compass him as with a shield. So in that crown, the word compass is the word aka. And it also, it means to surround. It means crown. So you know the verse, right? That you, you surround me with favor. You crown me, all right? So when the crown is put on you, you have that crown, you are surrounded with favor, with grace, and encircled as for attack or protection. You don't actually need even to pray for protection. It's just like if you are in the royalty, <laughs> do the, if you are the prince or the queen or the king, do you have to pray, say, God's protect me. <laughs> you know that he is the king. He comes step out on me. All the guards are already there. The bodyguards and all the guards, whatever. It's your identity and whether the king knows or not. If the king don't know he's a king, and you see a very pathetic king. <laughs> you look around very scared, one, you know. And then you, you, have you seen movies? All right, that uh, you know, these guards have been employed to protect the president or something like that. Do the, when the president walk do, into a place or anywhere, does the president have to say, God, 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 are you protecting me? <laughs> is he living? Is he walking in fear? No, because he knows he's the president. He just walk. And the rest already know what they're supposed to do. The guards have been paid, have been trained, all right, to protect him. Okay, that is what he gets as a president or as a king. He doesn't walk and then look left, look right, and then fear. When you know that you are crowned in the spirit, you are royalty, you are God's son and daughter, it's not just a name to describe you. Okay, it is a position and it has authority, it has protection inside. You are already protected. Okay, but if it's, it's just that. When you know it, you walk with confidence. You live life without fear. You don't need to fear COVID, right? You don't need to fear the famine, right? Instead, at this time, when the world is going through darkness, what happened? God is blessing Joan and Robert, right? With uh, more orders of uh, cake and whatever. <laughs> what is that called? Kuni. Okay, later I eat. Uh, so, you don't stop there. It is blessing you. But it's a time of famine out there. Yeah? It's a, but in the, in the kingdom of God, in the church of God, in the body of Jesus who knows who they are, God is giving new ideas. God is give, dropping down new, uh, you know, things for you to do. Yeah? For the blessing to keep coming and keep flowing. All right? Just have the wisdom. All right? And know how to set your time for the Lord because... He is the one who blessed, so we still go to the source. Right? He encircles you. If you meditate on this, right? why we need to meditate? Right? Because in the physical, the king knows he's, he's a king. But we are spirit, soul, and body. So 
in the spirit, we hear that we are king, we are king, we are queens, we are royalty. But the mind say, and look by the senses say, you are not, hey, you are not even, uh, you know, your, your majesty or your highness. Uh, uh, who do you think you are? <laughs> so you don't go wake up and tell your mom, hey, don't ask me to do housework. Uh. I'm the king, you know, I'm a queen. God made me queen. So you let me sleep. It, it, it doesn't apply that way, okay? <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Okay. In fact, when you know grace, Paul says what? I do much more. I do much more than everyone. I preach more. I share more. I reach out more. When you understand the grace of God in your life, right? So it's not about the physical royalty, right? It's a spiritual authority that comes upon your life. You know, that you know you don't have to fear anymore. That's the difference, right? About the king and the and the, the servants, right? The subjects, they are scared. So the moment you you walk in that authority, right, you just know you are uh, you, you 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 wear that crown, it's like a protection on your head. Okay, let's look at this. It's a shield, right? A shield is protection, right? So the, the crown is like a shield. From an unused word, it means the cactus to be prickly, a thorn. Ah, this word is hence a cactus hitch. Uh, Linhi is not here with us, right? I then when I saw this first, first time, so I love to uh, look at the meaning in the Greek and the Hebrew. And why I give uh, teachers all right, to memorize if data uh, explain about that, I'm not, not here. Okay, uh, the, the, to learn, also know the scripture in New King James Version is because the concordance that we have access to is only Old King James, and New King James is very close to Old King James. If not, you learn uh, or you have scriptures in other versions you cannot find in the concordance. <laughs> okay, because the concordance is based on uh, this version. So the cactus H. I remember one day I had a, a vision of this cactus for uh, Lin He. Yeah. And today I have more uh, understanding on this, all right? That it is also a protection, all right? As uh, thorns around to protect. Okay. That's a shield. A cactus is a hedge, is a, a shield of protection. So for Lin He, yeah, God wants to tell you that you are protected he has put his shield around you and that is comes from where the crown okay because you are his daughter of royalty the lord is my rock my fortress my deliverer my god my strength in whom i will trust why not trust him the wolf is already condemned okay you just need to go and save the people by sharing with them the gospel my, my buckler and the, the horn of my salvation and my high tower. The best person to trust today, if, if not any other day, right, is who? It's God. It's Jesus. He's the only one who can save you and me. A protector. The crown of your head in the English dictionary is located in the, now the physical crown, uh, the, the, the head, uh, at the very top of your skull. You may also sometimes See it referred to as the vertex. Like other parts of your skull, the crown works to provide protection and support for the tissues of your head, including your brain. The structure of the human crown provides a protective cavity for the brain 
and optimizes the crown's ability to ensure the neocortex is safe. See, God, when he created your physical body, every part has a purpose, all right? Well, that's why it's the hidden part or the, the one that can be physically seen. And this, what we call the crown of the head, have you heard this term, right? From the crown of your head to the tip of your toe, all right? Because in the physical, there's a part of your head that's called the crown. It's at the very top of your skull, just like just now you saw how God created the womb, all right? To protect and nourish the fetus for the seven months. Right. So the crown was uh, created and located at the top of your skull. Why you all got skull? <laughs> I like to ask all these questions. Right? Why? Uh? So why? To protect the brain physically. Right? If so, that's why it's hard. So if you don't have skull, you don't have protection for the brain. Is the brain very important? <laughs> Yeah, okay, the heart and the brain, right? So the brain is the one that sends all the signal. Okay, my biology not good, but I think this is good enough. <laughs> the little information I have. Okay, so it's, you need to protect this brain. So God put a skull there, very hard. So you, if your daddy hit you, you cannot break the brain. You cannot become stupid, right? If somebody just hit the, the head, right? Because God gave you a a skull to protect your brain. Thank God he made us that way, right? Because some people like to hit your head, right? Okay, so it's for protection and support for the tissues of your head because the brain is very important. So the crown, right? When we understand this, that we have spiritual crown at the top, it will protect our whole being. Okay, then you have, you receive, right? They protect the information okay, that you receive, spiritually especially. All right? So that's why you need a renewal of the mind. Okay? From the top all the way down, from the spirit, it's going to flow to your body, manifested in the physical realm. When your truth of your the spirit man catches the truth of who you are, who God is, in you. <laughs> you just remember Jesus. You all know this scripture. As he is, so are we in this world. Read more also uh, the, 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 how Jesus lived on this earth. Because as he is, so I don't say he's Jesus. Uh, I'm not Jesus. Uh, I don't say like that. <laughs> okay, you, you will miss out. Because when you are born again, all right, you are a new creation. Right? Jesus said, you are exactly like me, okay? Hmm. Now you represent me. You're born again. In your spirit, man, all right? Go, I have put in my righteousness. I have put in my love, agape. I put in my mercy. I put in love, which is all in First Corinthians 13. It's patient, it's kind, all these things. So, and also, what? Authority that Jesus had. So if you read about Jesus' life, right, on this earth, was there a moment that he panicked? <laughs> no matter what was happening around him, he can still sleep, right, in the storm. So can you see as Jesus is, that's, so am I in this world. Yeah, everything that Jesus do, you can do. Everything that Jesus is, this is our heritage. But if you don't even know how Jesus behaved, never read the gospel before, then how to know what it means by as Jesus is. So go and read and let ask the Holy Spirit to give you that revelation, all right, that you don't have to lack.
you can sleep in the midst of the storm. So there's a storm outside there, the COVID storm, right? And then who is losing sleep? Hopefully not the children of God, right? There's a famine outside there. What about the children of God? Are they experiencing famine? Then is there a difference between God's children? Ah, definitely not God's fault, right? <laughs> but yet God doesn't want us to feel bad. So I just cannot comprehend such a wonderful God. You know, we are so short of his perfection, and yet he still take care of us. <laughs> he just said, yeah, never mind, this girl. <laughs> she never got it. But never mind, I still take care of her. It's because she just believed me, can really. You know? But of course, remember, build, build up more. Huh? Okay, so protection is guaranteed, all right? When we, um, we have that crown, because God made your physical body like that. So God gave you a spiritual crown on your head, all right? It's royal. Yeah, just now like what uh, some of you have given the answer. It's full of power, all right? A king doesn't know that he's a king, has no power, okay? It's about reigning, all right? R-E-I-G-N, about kingdom, about sovereignty, about dominion. The first thing, you know, why God crowned us? Why crown other than other things? Why crown? I think I asked the Lord today, this morning. Lord, why crown? I go to heaven. All we are looking for is a crown. It's many crowns, about five crowns, different types. Why people die as a martyr? They have a special crown. It's an honor, you know? It is like Adam when he was first created in the garden 6,000 years ago of Eden, God gave him what? Dominion. <laughs> Everyone say dominion. Power, authority, dominion. Okay? Who take away that dominion? He actually gave it away. Okay? He gave it away. He chose, he had a will. Right? Remember, your soul is your will, your mind, your emotions, the free choice. Don't blame the devil. That's why God had to be fair to the devil. And that's why our Lord Jesus had to go and die on the cross. Okay? Adam gave it away. So sometimes we are the one who make the decision. And yet God still don't punish us. You know, the wrong decision. God still don't punish us. That's grace. And that's mercy. How many times have we made wrong decisions in life? How many times? And then God didn't count the many times. <laughs> And God said, I don't remember anything. <laughs> what? <laughs> we will tell our children, this is the third time. Huh? No more. Huh? Don't do again. Huh? <laughs> okay. This is a final warning. Huh? That is our limitation of human mercy. Got number of times. Right? <laughs> but the God's mercy, no number of times. Right? You can do again and again and again and again. Until you say, Lord, I'm so sorry. I, I, I just realized how much you love me. I, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> it's not my nature. You have given me the new nature, you know. So the dominion is the authority to rule, to rule the kingdom, right? To rule over the animals, to rule over nature, to rule over the laws of nature, to rule over demonic realm. Actually, Adam could just tell the, the snake, shut up. <laughs> he didn't, okay? But he could have. 
he was given dominion over everything on this earth. So same way as you today in Christ and me are given dominion and authority and power over the devil. Can we get lost? You know, that's what actually uh, um, Venice did uh, over the, the virus tomorrow, she will check. Yeah, get lost. Get out from my life. I reject you. I reject this stupid virus of sneezing, even it's a small one. You know, the, the hay fever. And then from small to us, we think it's small, right? So what is another virus? Remember that the, the one uh, phrase I put in for you all in the confession of uh, Psalm 91, every virus that touches my body dies instantly in the name of Jesus. That one I added in from my confessions of many, many years ago after I read about uh, John G. Lake. See, if you read something or you hear something, you don't apply it, then it's wasted. Okay, when you apply, it becomes so powerful, especially when it's God's truth. How do you speak? How do you speak? How do you take dominion, all right, over the, the virtual things, circumstances, and, uh, uh, and not to say that 100% all the time you, you, you will, uh, you know, you get it already the first go, but do it, do, 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 continue because God never lies, right? So the realm of God, okay, don't need to be something foreign, foreign or alien to us. You can immediately step into the spiritual realm. How? Rain dance. Immediately, I feel the anointing, tangible anointing. Do it. I, if you cannot feel the anointing, I, it's not possible. It's not possible. Okay? In a, whether you're at home, whether you are uh, in the mall, in the car, you just speak in tongues. Immediately, you touch the spiritual realm, which you cannot see with the physical eyes. Immediately, anointing comes upon you, the tangible anointing. That's the realm of the spirit. That's why the Holy Spirit came. Speak more in tongues. Okay? Dominion is in that realm. That Adam forfeited. How about you and me today, the new creation? Don't do what Adam did. <laughs> I shouldn't say don't, right? But uh, just, just see what you have in Christ today. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all the devils. Ah, over one devil, all the devils, and to cure diseases. Remember, when you are delivered from sin, you are delivered from diseases. They come together. All right? Power is the word. Uh, in Greek, dynamis. Dynamis. Okay, authority. One more, exousia. Okay, the power, dynamis is miracle power. Authority, uh, exousia is authority. So, authority is more on jurisdiction, isn't it? So, you may have the power of Superman. <laughs> <laughs> or rather the power of a judge. But a judge has jurisdiction, right? He cannot exercise his power 
outside his jurisdiction in another country or another state. Okay, but we have both now. We have the miraculous power of Christ, right, from the Holy Spirit, and we also have authority where we can command the devil to get lost, where we can tell the virus, get lost. You don't, I reject you. I don't accept you. And the fever to go. Okay? You have authority in the realm of the spirit. You have authority to take back what belongs to you. Remember, when you meditate on my word day and night, you to observe, to do according to all that is written in it, right? Just believing God's word and speaking out God's word, right? You will make your way prosperous. Your body will prosper, meaning your body will grow healthier. <laughs> yeah, I get sick, okay? Because you speak with authority, all right? Why? You have that crown on your head. For this reason, the woman ought to have a symbol of authority over her head because of the angels. Okay, so this is a little bit about the custom during uh, Apostle Paul's time and in the church in Corinthians, but he was talking about the covering of the head as a symbol of authority, right? That our, uh, uh, the man authority is God and then the woman to the husband. Okay, so that's why there is, I won't go into that, but it speaks about the head covering as a sign of authority, that you are under submission. So when I wear that crown, is a symbol of authority at the same time because I know it's his crown. He placed it on me. He gave me his authority. I'm in submission to Jesus. All right. In submission to Christ. Right. Remember when Jesus spoke to the centurion, right? And she, she said that, you know, you just speak the word and my son will be healed. And then Jesus says, what a great faith. Right. Because he was a man under authority. Then he knew that Jesus had authority, had jurisdiction over the realm, the, the physical realm, the spiritual realm, the laws of nature. All right? We need to, and then we just need to speak. Have you seen a king dare not speak? Man? <laughs> then the subject listening, waiting for instruction, the king dare not say anything. What kind of king is that? Then you say, change king in the natural, right? So, God has given us the power, the authority right? is in our lips, from our mouth. This word of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth. Speak authoritatively health and healing to your body every day, to your family, to those around you. Speak faith. Because of the angels, angels are looking at you, but you are looking at the angels. <laughs> no, look at God, right? But you are God's chosen treasure, priests who are kings, a spiritual nation, set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you. Don't say I'm not called. Uh, only Wendy is called. Uh. <laughs> okay. He called everyone, okay? He called, all right? He called you out of darkness to experience everything in the Bible who God is and who you are in Christ is not meant to be kept in the Bible. It's meant to be experienced in your life and my life. Take it out from the word, from the Bible. Put it in your lips. Put it in your heart. Don't stick it, leave it in the Bible, right? When you collect Bibles, it's okay. But make sure that the word is inside you. Okay. <clears throat> he called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. 
Now he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you would, uh, this is a TPT, broadcast. You are a broadcast. <laughs> you are, every one of you is a broadcaster. <laughs> He's broadcast what? <laughs> Sometimes broadcast the wrong thing, right? So then it had become gossip. Okay, so we broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. Throughout where? Not only you and your household. Okay, God meant us always to be world conscious because God is a for God so loved the world. If your heart is very small, you only think me and my dog and my cat, then ask Holy Spirit to enlarge this heart, to have his heart, enlarge this mind, okay, to think of world. Okay, for God so loved. Not only just us. Yes, sometimes we, it's good. You know, you use that scripture and they narrow down and put your name inside there. Now that you're already born again, can you expand it back? <laughs> okay. And then put it back to the world. Okay. There are so many others, right? You have friends, you have neighbors, you have colleagues, you have, you know, people that don't even know yet. But God can give it to you if you say, Lord, for God so loved the world. That same love that God loved the world is the same love and compassion that he put inside your spirit, man. I ask God to put the world inside your heart. But of course, at the same time, right, the world is also the one next to you, <laughs> your neighbor. All right. He did this so that you will broadcast his glorious wonders. He's too good to not talk about him. It is just, yeah, like Jones, I, I, I go anywhere, she's very good when she go uh, jogging or not, not walking and all that, so she'll be a lot of people. <laughs> she's not confined by COVID-19. Okay? So then she'll be anyone, hey, I'll tell you about Jesus, uh, about God, uh, you know, he's so good. Uh. Yeah, that's how it is. It's not, you know, okay, open the Bible. You are the walking Bible, okay? <laughs> You are the living Bible. You are the testimony of whether God is real or not real. To a, is it 10 years old, Evelyn Go, your daughter, or 9 years old? She already experienced the living God inside her. She has become alive. <laughs> Telling her brother about Jesus. Yeah? So that is how it's supposed to be. That's why God said, come to me as little children. Whoever they are, you tasted something good. You will tell someone. You tasted Jesus Christ, the best of all. How can we not tell, all right, anyone? It's just impossible. Even we eat, we, we, we advertise for uh, the restaurant, right? <laughs> she didn't pay you anything. So, but when we talk about Jesus and share Jesus, you save a soul, one thing, and you get a reward in heaven. So nation is agnos, okay? It's a multitude of individuals. All right, we have today, uh, who is that? Myanmar, is she still there? Yeah, all right, and I believe many, but go, go and tell, go and invite, and speak, and share. Today, internet is just press the button, you need, right? So, cannot say I cannot travel, no need, uh. <laughs> just press. So you have people coming from US and all that. They're all connected already. God has made, uh, all this uh, what, uh, uh, technology so that in the last days, 
it's not it's not just to fulfill one prophecy in Revelation, right? Of the, the two witnesses, right? Where the whole they, they, they will be killed and then the whole world will witness it because of internet and computer uh, technology. The technology is also for and not for Antichrist. It's not only for the devil, not only for Saddam Hussein or whoever, right? But it is for the believers, the children of God, to broadcast the gospel in a much faster, easier, speedy way so that many more souls can be saved, all right? The multitude of individuals of the same nature or genus, or I think it's genus, right? A genus of the human family. I like this. The multitude of individuals of the same nature what nature are we having? <laughs> okay, we are the kingdom of heaven, right? We are the colony of heaven, citizens of heaven, which is uh, in the Greek is actually having the same conversation. We speak the same thing. That's why we have meditation, confession. We have the same nature, which is the nature of God, right? No more the nature of devil, right? We have the nature of compassion. Where? All this, the, the nature of uh, righteousness or health or healing is your genes. So don't believe your genes got virus or your genes got a uh, disease. How can your genes is the genes of Jesus? You have the same genes, DNA, that's your identity. And then you tell the devil, stupid devil, get out. <laughs> you don't contaminate my genes. <laughs> my genes are from heaven. Okay, They are faultless, sinless, disease-free, cannot touch, okay? So we speak the same thing and we go out and speak the same thing about who? Jesus, it's so wonderful. Paul uses the term nations as Gentile Christian, all right? Those who are not Jews, okay? For at one time, you were not God's people, but now you are. At one time, you knew nothing of God's mercy because you haven't received it yet, right? Before we knew of it, we didn't receive it. Reception is very important, right? There's no reception, then you cannot hear anything, right? <laughs> That's why sometimes you have to say, ah, do all these funny things for me because you cannot receive already. So when you don't receive, we miss out, okay? So our part is to receive. That's why we say, you want to receive Jesus? As your Lord and Savior, right? Receiving Him is right. Receiving what He said already. He said, You are blessed. I receive it, Lord. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I receive my healing because you say you have healed me. I receive it. Take it. Okay? But now you are. At one time, you do know nothing, but now you receive. Now, not only have you received it, we are drenched with it. You mean drenched is what all wet, right? Every part from head to toe, from the crown of the head to the you are drenched. You don't want a little bit of the rain. You want to be drenched with it. Though I don't like water, but this sounds good. Okay, Because you are drenched with the blessings of God from the crown of your head to the tip of your toe. Until finally Jesus was left alone with a woman still standing there in front of him. So he stood back and said to her, this is the woman who was caught in adultery. Dear woman, where are your accusers? Is there no one here to condemn you? And looking around, she said, I see no one, Lord. And she, she was a sinner, right? Caught in the act of sinning. And under the law, have to be stoned to death. Jesus said, then I certainly don't condemn you either. Go, and from now on, be free from a life of sin. Isn't this being drenched with mercy? 
maybe have not experienced it, okay, yet. But this is one of the manifestation of the mercy of God. This woman was caught and supposed to be stoned. So it's like you are, you are, you are pronounced guilty because got evidence, right? So if you have done something wrong and then someone caught you in the act, got the photo, now very easy to take evidence, right? Everyone got handphone, right? So straight away, oh, <laughs> you do something wrong, can see you here also, you know? <laughs> got evidence, <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay? So what? Take this evidence, bring to court, pronounce guilty. Guilty means what? The next thing, punishment. For this punishment, to be stoned to death. But what a wonderful judge we have. He knows we are guilty. But he said, I don't condemn you. He took that punishment for us. And now he said, go. Go and be free from the life of sin. Not only go and try not to sin anymore. Actually, what Jesus is saying that I set you free. Okay, this is what the life in Christ is. You are free from sin from sickness, from disease, from poverty, because of Jesus. Are you drenched? If you cannot see this as the mercy of God, then I don't know what else <laughs> to say. Then you need to go and commit a crime. No, I'm joking. All right. But can you see? Holy Spirit can help us to see how wonderful is this mercy. For back to who you are, right, with the crown. You are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling. There's no low calling, okay? In the kingdom of God, everyone receives a high calling of the priestly work, a royal priesthood. Chosen to be a holy people, you're already made holy. That's why the meditation confession is for you to change the mind of you're used to like, you know, in our old religion or whatever, coming to God to ask for this and ask for that and ask for this. Today, he made you, okay? He made you holy. He made you righteous. Of course, you can still pray and ask for certain things, right? But the, the even more powerful is when you say, thank you, Lord. Okay, Because when you receive already, you say, thank you. <clears throat> so we are in a position where we Keep on thanking him because of what he has made us. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you, Lord. I wake up every morning. I'm made holy, right? Religion is what? Trying to be good to get the favor of God. Christianity or, you know, being a Christian is God already made you good in the spirit, waiting for it to be manifested into the, by righteous acts. Right? Righteous behavior, integrity. That's why we need to learn all that. But first thing is you need to know you have already been made good first. Okay? And then you are holy already. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. All right? In Him, we are, He is made unto us. Jesus is made unto us. Wisdom, righteousness, redemption, sanctification. Okay? Holiness, all is already inside you given to you, received already. Okay, now, Lord, how do I manifest it out? Okay, that is by building your spirit man and renewing this mind and so that you're no more ruled by the five senses. That is who you are, your identity, okay? To tell others 
So why did he choose you for holy calling? And then he made you holy. He made you righteous. He gave you, and he became an instrument of his work to speak up for him. God created, gave you a voice, <laughs> gave you a mouth, all right, to do what? To speak up what? Speak life and death in the power of tongue, to speak life, his life, his word, to tell others. So everyone can do, right? If, if God say, I, I, I made you, I chose you, I call you to become an accountant, to become a lawyer, uh, to, uh, to what other professions are there in this world, then you'll say, cannot. Uh, or you want to be a designer or Okay. Only Evelyn can, uh, I cannot, uh, I didn't study designing, uh, you know. So after that, uh, uh, is there any other here, doctor? Or, I didn't study, uh, doctor, I don't know what is the head, the body, the whole makeup of the body. I cannot be doctor. Okay, okay, then what else you cannot be? A lot of things we cannot be, right? But one thing we all can do, right? We can speak, right? <laughs> That's why Jesus loved to, you know, the, the, the devil like to uh, use this one, mute. And Jesus will heal those who, who are deaf and dumb spirit. That one is a spirit. God never created anyone deaf and dumb. Okay. So speaking came along. Who here cannot speak one? <laughs> who here cannot be a designer? Put a hand. Huh? Who here cannot be a doctor? Put a hand. Who cannot speak one? Put a hand. <laughs> Everyone can speak, right? God made you with a voice. Okay. That voice is the trumpet voice. Okay. Declare. All right, the gospel, declare about Jesus. That's all. Tell others, tell others what? Of the night and day difference he made for you. From nothing to something. Isn't that where we came from? Nobody. Yeah, you're not all, we are not royalty. What? <laughs> we deserve hell. But now you put a crown on your head. A crown of favor, of grace, of authority, of protection. Okay? From nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. Are you still in the state of feeling rejection? He already accepted you. Meditate more on the scripture. All right? Christ has accepted you. And what it means to you. What does that scripture mean to you? All right? It's good to have scripture. But what is that? How do I apply that scripture in my life? How, what? How do I live? You know, what, what is the difference now? Still worried? No, no more worries. Okay, but it cannot, you cannot force it out. You need to have revelation. All right, we have the knowledge, the revelation knowledge, because it's all in the spiritual realm. And more and more you will move and live in this high calling, all right, of being the, the royal priesthood, the holy nation. To do, to announce and broadcast and speak of the marvelous things you have done, of the healing he did for you, from the testimonies this morning, of the salvation of his goodness. Forever and ever, we will be speaking and declaring the goodness of God all the time in our lives. Amen. Okay, so now you know why you have that crown on your head. Jesus put that there. Uh, yes, no. <laughs> so you know you have received grace, you have received favor, goodness, health, healing, everything is inside. 
mercy, all right, that you don't deserve because you, that is your position, that is your authority, your protection. It's, you surround me with favor. You crown me with favor, the word surround. Okay, so protection is all yours. Okay, why we give all the scriptures meditates because we still don't believe it yet or don't have the understanding. All right, so the more you meditate, you will supposed to slow down, right? It's not a chanting. <laughs> okay, the meditation. So, I hear Pastor Stephanie asked me to meditate all these scriptures. I better finish it. <laughs> and then, oh, I did already. <laughs> Done. <laughs> no. Okay. Slow down. Okay. If one verse, every word of God is so powerful. If just one verse, you get it. Okay. And it becomes, you, uh, you're able to live differently as before. Used to worry 10 hours. Now you only worry five hours. Good improvement. <laughs> yeah, don't say, okay, I immediately don't worry at all. May not reach there yet, okay? Because the renewal of mind has to take place, okay? So it's okay as long as there's a difference happening in your life, okay? The last time, uh, sneeze 10 times. Now sneeze one time. Oh, okay, good already. Then progress. You are growing. Remember what's the meaning of success? Prosperous is progressing. Blessed is progressing. You are moving from glory to glory. Okay? May not get it all at one go. Fine. As long as you are, are still listening to God's word. Right? So meditate is not to quickly finish the number of scriptures. Right? But God, Holy Spirit, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law, out of your word. Okay? Take time. Right? To say, Lord, help me to understand. Help me to catch this revelation. Just one revelation of I by his stripes I'm healed. And that can get rid of the stupid coronavirus. You know, corona is also crown. Yeah, the meaning. See, the devil wants to crown you with sickness and pain, disease and fear. But Jesus crowned us with favor, grace, mercy protection and authority. Which crown you want to wear? <laughs> okay. Choose the crown of favor, protection, right? And declare his goodness. Speak to your body all day, every day. Life. Amen.